Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Friday. Producer Joe, how are you today? this is a fine, fine, fine Friday. I switched it up on you. What the heck is that? We should do it. Yeah, you did switch it up on me. I was ready for the big, bold game show announcement. And we get there. We go. We need we need him for the Joe Armacost mashups that the audience so uh, so wants and desires. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got a stacked show today. A lot to get to. Uh, Hollywood strikes again. I, I mean. If it wasn't for yes, yes, no, this is a great one. This is a, I got into it last night and I want, I want to make a, a very sincere, heartfelt apology during the show today. I'm not messing with you. So stay tuned for that. I've got a lot of, some of you already know what I'm talking about. If you follow me on Twitter, right. uh, don't go anywhere for that one. And I also want to talk about what I think will be the response to the tyrannical Democrat impulse to impeach Donald Trump. Don't go anywhere for this one. I read a piece. Yeah, yeah. Don't go anywhere. This is going to be a good one. All right. Let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at ExpressVPN. Listen, you may think cybercrime is something that happens to other people. It can happen to you. You may think no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or your credit card details. You would be Wrong on that. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, it's a big mistake. You might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. Why would you do that? That's why my family and I, we decided to take action. I protect myself from cyber criminals using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. It's as easy to use apps. They run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. Can't get any easier. Turning on ExpressVPN protection takes what? Takes only one click. That's right, just one click. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi. I travel a lot without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. It's less than $7 a month. For less than that, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free. Three months free at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino for three months free with a one-year package. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, let's go. Yeah. Nice. I love that sound. Yeah, I have boxing history myself, Man. so I dig it. All right, so uh, I read an article by a great writer at Washington Examiner. He writes Washington Secrets. It's a column, Paul Bedard. Great guy. And he put up a piece today um, about Rolling Thunder. Do you know what Rolling Thunder is, sure, Joe? Man. You're a biker. Yeah. Joe is a Joe's a uh, Joe's a big biker. Yeah, man. It's when Rolling Thunder goes to DC. The, the, yeah, one of the, they take their motorcycles. They drive down to DC right. uh, on Memorial Day, uh, in mem- you know, in, uh, to commemorate our POWs. Those lost in, in war. Rolling Thunder chief predicts bikers will descend on DC if Dems impeach Trump. Uh, excuse me. This is an article by Stephen Nelson. Forgive me. It's not Paul Bedard. He he. Uh, he uh, tweeted the piece out. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. I'm just as a quick story, but I think I need a commitment from you on something. Let me be candid here. So the article's about the head of this the Rolling Thunder rally with the bikers where they where they where they ride through DC if they impeach Trump descending on DC in mass. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm being candid when I say this. I'm not a big believer 
in rallies overdue. Well, let me say not a big believer in rallies. That's, that's, that's not accurate. I want to speak with precision here so no one misinterprets what I'm saying. I'm not a big believer in overdoing rallies. In other words, when you call for a rally for everything, the rally becomes meaningless. I know this having run for office and having been invited to, you know, uh, gosh, hundreds of rallies. And everybody's like, this is going to be the biggest rally ever. And it turns like 20 people show mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Rallies make a difference in marches on D.C. And, and elsewhere. They make a difference when they're coordinated, when they're well done, obviously when they're well attended. But ladies and gentlemen, when they're done sparsely, I know that sounds odd. Like We should rally every day. No, then they lose their effect. One of the more effective rallies I saw in Maryland was when the Second Amendment was under attack. Mm -hmm. And everybody, that's when I gave that viral right. speech. That place was packed. Mm -hmm. And listen, I think it legitimately changed the debate for a little while. You know, Glenn Beck's rally in D.C., that Tea Party rally. Listen, there's no question that that changed the momentum in D.C. You had the Tea Party revolution uh, in and around that time. I mean, things changed. Rallies done right are important. But rallies done too often water down the effect. Having said that and putting that, uh, that, that, that kind of predicate before what I'm about to say. I need a commitment from you, and I mean this. If they decide to impeach Donald Trump, and I tweeted this out this morning, I need a commitment from you, my listeners, that you will show up on Capitol Hill on day one of those impeachment hearings, on day one for some of the largest rallies we've seen in modern times. I want the media to be forced to cover the protestations of hundreds of thousands of Americans showing up on their own dime in D.C. I will. I promise you this, Paula, Joe, mm -hmm. I make this solemn pledge. If it happens and they decide to impeach Trump, I will see you there on the Hill on that day. Right. I'll tell you where I am. You can come. You can do whatever you want. Say, say hello, shake your hand, whatever. Meet you over there. Criticize, comment, yeah. whatever you want to do. I will be there on day one. I need a commitment from you and every like-minded, liberty-minded American patriot who can. I get it. Some people are older they, can't, older. they can't travel. Some maybe don't have the financial means. I understand. I'm not expecting every single listener to show up. But anyone who can, who has the financial means and the ability to get there, I need you to commit to that. I need you to tweet it out. I need you to ask others to commit to it. I don't want to be in some kind of organizer. I'm not looking for any yeah. PR. We don't need any PR. I don't even do radio interviews anymore, largely. Yeah. I'm not interested. I'm just saying, let this be the start of a movement. This Rolling Thunder guy has it absolutely right. And remember, we're conservatives. Yeah. So D.C. will be cleaner and more, and more peaceful than it's at any other time. Just like Glenn Beck's rally, where they cleaned up the mall. The mall was cleaner <laughs> when they left. This yeah. isn't going to be some Antifa rally where they break up the Starbucks and they try to, like, punch the snot out of everybody they disagree with. But please, and I'll leave this here. I need a commitment from you. Use your Facebook, use your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram to announce to you and your friends and ask them for a commitment that if this impeachment, this tyrannical impeachment of Donald Trump moves forward, to overthrow a duly elected president because you spied on him, ironically, you need to be there on day one to show your absolute disgust for what this government's become. Mm -hmm.
I'm just leaving that there, folks. I'm, with 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 great humility and respect, I'm asking you to commit to it. You have my. I'll word. tell you what, Dan. You got that, Paula? You know, you you yes, and sir. a lot of people would probably be surprised at how many you know that how many bikers are conservative or or lean right. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And they listen. I, I've seen Rolling Thunder oh, yeah, in DC Daddy-o. when I worked there. At the, you know, at the White House in my prior yeah. line of work. It's not a sparsely attended no, thing. No, Those bikes no. go on forever and ever and ever <laughs> yes, and ever. And these are law-abiding patriots. Yep. These are good men and women. Yep. And uh, you know, I, listen, folks. That this this has to happen. This has to happen. So I'm just asking you that. Joe will be there too. Yeah, there you go. I'm holding Joe. No, me and Joe will both yeah. be there. You'll you'll see him. You you'll see me and Joe. Well, now with the YouTube, everybody knows what Joe's look like. When we used to do audio only, you used to have to explain what Joe looked like. So he's the Elvis looking guy, <laughs> the young Elvis, not the old gravy sweating Elvis. You know. All right, moving on. Cool. I got that commitment from you. I hope please spread the word on social media. So Bill Barr gave an interview to CBS News yesterday, and um, like we cut some sound and video from it. I'm going to use just one clip. This one clip where he talks about, well, let me just play the clip and let me decipher for you specifically what he's saying, because Sean Hannity's been talking about this repeatedly, and I think a lot of people miss the point. So play bar, and then when I get back, I'll decipher on the other side exactly what he's saying and why it's important. You don't think that they've committed treason? Not as a legal matter, right? But you have concerns about how they conducted the investigation? Yes, but, you know... Sometimes people can convince themselves that what they're doing is in the the higher interest, the better good. They don't realize that what they're doing is really antithetical to the democratic system we have. That is a key piece of sound right there. Sean Hannity in his nightly show has been hinting at this over and over by calling Jim Comey the super patriot. Mm. It's a knock. It's yeah. that he's not looking to, uh, you know, he's, he doesn't really mean Jim Comey, former obviously FBI director, is a super patriot. Sean has been hinting for a while because he has intimate details on the case. Mm. Sean's got really good sources that a lot of them who did this, Comey, uh, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Andy McCabe, uh, Brennan and others, that in their own internal communications, a lot of them, especially the Strzok Page texts, what they did was unethical, immoral, illegal in many cases. By the way, there's a theory out there that this uh, person they were talking about in the DOJ press release and the FBI that was accused of leaking, that that person may be struck. Congressman Doug Collins has that theory. Maybe Peter Strzok mm. was leaking to the media in, in exchange for like kickbacks and stuff like that and, and other things. Uh, there's an, it's an allegation. Doug Collins is throwing that out. That would be interesting. But I want to be clear on this. Barr is now clearly looking at the body of evidence that Donald Trump's team was spied on by these by, by personnel in the FBI and the intelligence agency and overseas intelligence agencies and others. And it's clear from their thread that they were so blinded by their own sense of, of um, hubris, by we are the Praetorian Guard of the Republic, that they were blinded to the fact that and I'm not absolving them of any responsibility for what they did. Don't take this the wrong way. That they were blinded to the fact that what they were doing was so obviously unethical, immoral, and in many cases illegal. And I say that Mm -hmm. because there are many... There's a lot of quotes out there that nail this, and forgive me if I'm kind of ruining some of them, but the gist of many of these quotes that talk about the, the, the ability of power to corrupt people is the most dangerous form of moralizing, is that form of moralizing 
done when people think they're doing it in the name of a higher cause. Right. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. In other words, like, you know, we're, we're going to exterminate the population of Alabama mm-hmm. because we are in the right. And you're like, wait, you just said what? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you think doing that is somehow taking some high moral high road? I mean, throughout human history, we've had tyrants, fascist killers, homicidal maniacs. Yeah. yeah. Who have have killed and 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 taken away the liberty and freedom and and tortured others in what they believe was a incredibly a higher moral cause. Now I, I'm you know I don't want to compare the two to to stroking them. Obviously, is a different level of depravity on that. I, that goes without saying, but it's meant to kind of hammer that higher point home that this is the most dangerous form of this kind of stuff when they really think they're doing it in the name of a higher cause. And Barr hits on that in his interview, and I didn't want to gloss over that. It's a very important takeaway. And Barr, I mean, listen, guys and ladies out there, for some of you who objected to Barr when I first promoted this guy and said, I think he's going to be a very good choice, and the reason I thought he was going to be a good attorney general is because he has nothing to lose. You know, they asked him about his reputation in the same interview, Joe, and he, mm-hmm. what does he say? He goes, oh, everybody dies. In other yeah. words, like, listen, I'm doing what's <laughs> right. You'll figure it out in the end. History will get on the right side of it, I'm sure. Yeah. But folks, Barr, I promoted him from the beginning. He has nothing to lose. He's already been the attorney general once. He knows that the right thing has to get done, and he's going to do it, and they are going to attack him relentlessly, and he just doesn't care. And I am absolutely sure this guy is is going to uncover this massive scheme. Now, I'm a little disturbed Ooh. that whoever this FBI leaker was, again, the allegations that could be struck, um, it, they're, they're going to bypass prosecution. That's kind of a shame. But this was a very important piece by Barr, and Barr knows exactly what he's doing here. He will 100% not be intimidated. All right. Um, I got a lot of stuff to get to today. This week was way backed up. So much stuff. We had to dump some stuff yesterday. I was going to transfer it to today because we have so many stories. So, you know, I don't typically talk about Twitter spats on my show. Uh, I try not to because some people aren't on Twitter. And, you know, I don't want to make this a show about my personal picadillos on Twitter or whatever. But this is important um, because I have to do a mea culpa here. I have to apologize to you. And I mean it. I have been promoting pretty aggressively this terrific show on HBO Chernobyl, which is a pretty accurate historical recount of the nuclear disaster in 1986 in the portion of the Soviet Union and what what is now northern Ukraine. It was one of the worst environmental disasters in human history. I have been promoting it relentlessly on the show because it is so well done. It's uh, a pretty magical piece of television. None of that changes. I have no moneyed interest in this at all. They are not an advertiser on my show. They wouldn't dare advertise on my show after what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Right. Never will be again. I can tell you that. But I have to apologize for promoting it. Not because of the artistic quality of it. It is amazing television. Uh, It's riveting. But I didn't realize until yesterday, hat tip to a a Twitter user friend of mine who pointed it out, that the producer and director of this, a guy named Craig Mazin, or Mazin, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm not trying to do that to insult the guy. But Craig Mazin is a virulent anti-Trumper. So 
here's how I found this out. I was directed to a tweet by Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King, the author of, uh, you know, It and Thinner and uh, Cujo and, uh, you know, Stephen King, the horror mm-hmm. guy. So Stephen King, who's a, about as far left and a radical a human being as you're going to get, uh, he tweeted this out yesterday. It's impossible to watch HBO's Chernobyl without thinking of Donald Trump. Wait, hold Say on. Say what? No, <laughs> no, Steve, I assure you, although my life is politics, yours is the horror genre. I, I appreciate the work Donald Trump has done. He's a sinner like me and Joe and Paula and everyone mm-hmm. else. He's a fallible human being, but I appreciate his work. But my life, Joe, does not revolve around Donald Trump. Right. I'm genuinely sorry, Stephen King, that you cannot watch a show about a historic, a catastrophic environmental disaster in, in, in 1986 and not think about Donald Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that your really troubled mind, that you are so obsessed with this president oh. that you can't get this guy out of your head. The, the tweet continues. Like he says, it's impossible to watch Chernobyl without thinking of Donald Trump. Like those in charge of the doomed Russian reactor, he's a man of mediocre intelligence in charge of great power, economic and global, that he does not understand. Dude. Holy Moses. You know? He's a man of mediocre intelligence that your eyes only managed to be a business tycoon up and down, rode the waves of the business cycle, build major structures all over the world. He's made and lost some money like most successful business people have. And he managed to get elected president of the United States his first time out of the shoot. But you're right, Steve. You're so much smarter. Um, you wrote thinner. Um, that you, you, Listen, you're a very talented writer. I read thinner. It's actually one of his lesser known mm. books. I enjoyed thinner. Remember the guy that he gets cursed to, to lose weight all the time? You know, I, it was a great book. But Steve insulting the man's intelligence is not getting anyone over to your side. I promise you that, but it goes on. Okay. So I found out that what he, why he was, this is now this tweet was being celebrated by uh, Craig Mazin. Who's like Stephen King. You wrote this and I'm so glad you're watching this show smartly. So I responded back to this guy. Uh, and and uh, I said, listen, why do Hollywood elitists continue to humiliate themselves on Twitter? Chernobyl was a failure of socialism. The exact, uh, the government controls the means of production, by the way. The exact opposite of the Trump deregulatory and tax cuts agenda. So this guy, Mazin, who's producing Chernobyl, listen to what he writes. He says, Chernobyl was a failure of humans whose loyalty to or fear of a broken governing, governing party overruled their sense of decency and rationality. You're the old man with the cane. You just worship a different man's portrait. <laughs> Taking a shot at me, in other words, for being some kind of Trump acolyte, which I am not. Right. I support the president's conservative policies. Ladies and gentlemen, understand this. I'm not taking an unnecessary shot at this guy. His tweets go on and on. He promotes Trump fake news, and he hates us. Mm. Suggesting, number one, that I'm a socialist from the movie, the old man with a cane he's talking about is a socialist in the movie who puts, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of lives at stake in Ukraine, Belarus and elsewhere by not acting early on the Chernobyl disaster. Suggesting I'm a socialist is, uh, you know, what? I, that, that's so dumb that I don't want to waste you. It's really stupid. It does. It's not even worth entertaining. It is. It's so dumb for me to expound on it further would waste your time. I'm just going to leave that part mm-hmm. there. But for this guy to do what every budding mini tyrant 
radical liberal has done in human history and excuse the system, socialism, and blame it on, well, this really is about socialism. This is about human failures is so unbelievably stupid that I looked at my wife last night and said, did this guy Craig watch his own series? He's offended the guy who produced Chernobyl. He's offended that conservatives like me, Shapiro and others, have promote. he's offended that we promoted his series. So point number one, you don't get to rewrite history because you did a historically relatively accurate television series on it he in other words he in his tweet i i hope i'm not confusing and joe stop me because this is important i want you to understand why i'm asking i'm apologizing for promoting this now okay i am we should not ladies and gentlemen we're in a culture war here okay we are in a culture war here and and enriching these people and me promoting their stuff was foolish on my part. I owe you a sincere apology. I should have known better that this idiot did not actually want people to watch his stuff. I'll get to that in a second. But the takeaway I yeah. want you to get from this is he then and him and his him and his Hollywood lunatics start to come after me after uh, we got into that little spat there, saying, "How dare you attack the producer? He knows what his piece meant." That's, it's not what the piece meant. It is a historical recount of history. If you tell it right, what actually happened, you don't get to interpret it another way. Let me give you a better example. Maybe an analogy will work here. Go ahead. If you're going to do a historically accurate retelling of the tyranny of Idi Amin in Africa, and you do it accurately, You don't get to say later, well, my interpretation is Idi Amin, who was a bloody, torturous tyrant, was really a decent guy who was doing the whole thing for the sake of God and country. And we're just kind of, you know, we're just putting this out there for you to see it that way. That's not what happened. He tells a very good, well done, I've... I told you how great it was. Historically accurate telling of an event that happened because tyrannical socialists, people like Bernie Sanders and others who subscribe to this nonsense, didn't care about human life. They cared about the Soviets. You will salute the flag, the hammer and sickle. You don't get to rewrite that. If you want to rewrite it, then rewrite it. Say this is not historically accurate, but it's my telling of Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. You get it, Joe? Yeah. That's not what he did. I understood. They made a very accurate up and up until the point where they show the miners digging under Chernobyl nude because it was so hot underneath mm-hmm. there. He told it accurately. And then he attacks conservatives who who promote it, saying this is an accurate retelling of the horrors of socialism. No, you guys are reading this wrong. We're not reading history wrong. You're just an idiot. Hmm. This was human failure, not a failure of socialism. Are are, are you on drugs? Seriously. He was, read his Twitter feed. You think I'm making this up? He's actually mad that conservatives, Chuck Woolery, remember Chuck Woolery? Sure. He's a big conservative. Yeah. He used to host um, the dating right. game. Chuck's a conservative. He attacks Chuck Woolery on his own feed for promoting the show. So I'm asking you again with respect. This is part two of this. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, dump your HBO. Get rid of this. 
Don't watch this guy's garbage. Listen, I'm not, it's not going to make a dent in his income. I don't care. I'm not, I, but don't watch this guy's garbage. He doesn't want you to. It's not a boycott. I'm not leading some formal boycott on stuff. But I'm telling you, this guy does not want you in the audience, and he doesn't want people like me promoting his stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go, buddy. Nice job. Liberals, by the way, you're always welcome here. I get your emails. I disagree with you. You want to listen to my show? Bring it on. You want to support our sponsors? Great. It's a business here, too. We got to keep the show on the air. HBO's business model, by the way, is let's pay millions of dollars for a series. Let's do a spectacular job. And then when people appreciate our work and interpret history accurately, let's take a big all over them. Let's crap all over them and try to humiliate them on Twitter for promoting our work. Are you people in Hollywood this genuinely stupid that you think this is a business model for the future? Hmm. That 49% of America that supported Donald Trump, or 47, I'm not sure, forgive me, I would like to be precise, I don't have the exact number. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Close to 50% of the country supports this man and his policies. And your business model is to crap all over them when they promote you. A commercial on my show is not cheap, folks. Mm -hmm. I give this idiot a free ad and he starts lacing into conservatives on his Twitter feed. There are so many very, very talented morons out there. Uh, Joe, it is staggering. The stealing for stupidity in Hollywood is so unbelievably high. Guys, ladies, we are in a massive culture war here. And it's like I told you about the left. It's not that they don't like your ideas. They don't like you. Bingo. You are welcome here, conservative liberals and Democrats. You're welcome here. I don't agree with your ideas on candidly probably most, most of everything. But you're always welcome here. You want to promote our show? Promote the show. I'll throw bombs at you sometimes on the show, too. You want to promote it? Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Let's start tweeting. You know, Democrat, don't you dare watch my show and promote it for free. My wife said to me last night, we were, oh, we were getting ready to go to sleep, and she said, you know, it's interesting. She said, you read that email, and you know who you are, the person who emailed me. It was from a former Bernie Sanders supporter who now listens to my show and enjoys it. I promise you, folks, we didn't respond back. Go screw yourself, lady. Get off my email, big dope. (laughs) We said, hey, thanks a lot. We appreciate that. What kind of stupid business model is this? This is your guy, HBO? Keep in mind, I'm in the politics business. This is what I do. They're in the entertainment business. You think it's entertaining to have the producer and director of the probably one of the best series ever produced on TV to go out and crap all over an audience and people who are promoting your content? What kind of stupid business model is this? Cancel HBO. Send me your pictures of it. Idiots. And thank this moron. Craig Mazin, who, by the way, I believe was Ted Cruz's old roommate. He's a guy who crapped all over Ted Cruz, too. Oh. Nice work. You are one of the dumbest people, I'm serious, I have ever seen in my life. And Hollywood is full of morons. You could be one of the biggest idiots I have ever seen. Conservatives seem to enjoy my show. Screw them! (laughs) True, dude. Watch my show, man. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. I'm not, there's one more part left to it. I I was looking forward to it too on Monday.
Whoever directed, you guys did great work. But it's a shame this idiot on his Twitter feed is running your operation. Wait, I got a couple more in Hollywood, too. It gets better. Huh. It doesn't just end there. I'm telling you, it is the dumbest industry. Movie attendance is down. Gee, I wonder why. Conservative crapping all over conservatives. You got, I wanted to see this X-Man movie. And then I find out that the lady who plays the Phoenix in the movie is like, I'm boycotting Alabama because they won't terminate life in the womb. Okay, thanks. Skipping that one. Have a nice day, Sophie Turner. How about you entertain? That's your job, right? I'm not telling you can't have a political opinion, but you think it's a good idea to crap all over people all the time? We're going to boycott Alabama. Okay, we'll boycott you. Those new X-Men movies are terrible anyway. Sorry, but whoever did them did an awful job. I got more on this. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. Hey, if you're feeling that allergy season's getting longer and longer, it actually is. Believe it or not, the Midwest is seeing anywhere from a week to a month longer. Last month, North Carolina made the news with a pollen blanket that covered the state. But you can get relief by doing something as simple as changing your air filters at home. Use who I use, Filter By. It's super simple. Just go to filterby.com. Plug in the sizes you need and schedule your filters to be delivered as often as you need them replaced. I like to change mine every quarter because I'm in the house a lot in my studio. Some people like to change them out every month. Filterby.com. They have over 600 sizes, including custom options that ship for free. Plus, they manufacture all all their filters right here in the great old USA. It's the easiest thing you can do to give yourself some relief and extend the life of your furnace. They're not cheap to replace those. Change those air filters. Breathe healthier air. That's filterby.com, filterby.com, filterbuy.com. Tell them Dan Bongino sent you. We'd really appreciate it. Okay. Uh, One more quick note on Hollywood. I know I kind of beat this thing up, but it's important. I don't get into the culture war stuff a lot. I know other podcasts do. I'm more interested in economics, Spygate, and other things like that. But this one was important and this guy kind of got under my skin yesterday because we can't just enjoy sports or entertainment anymore. We have to have these people moralizing. He couldn't just say on his Twitter feed, Joe, hey, listen, guys, I'm a liberal, um, but, you know, I get that the show appeals to conservatives for various Mm -hmm. reasons. I appreciate you guys and ladies tuning in. Everybody's welcome here. And that's not what he said. That's not what he said. You stupid conservatives. You don't get, you're not watching my show smartly, moron. Oh, what a dope. Dude, really? You really are so stupid. Yeah, he said, t- tell Stephen King. Thank you, Stephen King, the way after you wrote that. Thank you for watching it like the smart way. Whatever, dude. Such an idiot. I'm sorry about the hostile tone, did, but I'm, I'm really, sometimes my wife and I just want to sit down at night and enjoy good quality entertainment, which this show is. And it has to be ruined by moralizing idiots who know nothing about socialism, the history of it, or anything, who have to chime in on their social media to ruin it for everyone. Like they'd ruin the NFL. We want to protest social justice. Okay, do fine. You're worth a million dollars. Start a charity. You got to do it on Sunday. Why, people, I haven't watched a football game. I watched the Super Bowl one time in four years. Now we find out Netflix is going to boycott Alabama, uh, excuse me, Georgia. I I may have said Alabama before, forgive me, Georgia. Mm. Talking about boycotting Georgia. uh, That has a big film industry. Netflix and Disney as well. 
Well, there you go. Thanks, Disney. Made my decisions easier this summer. It's funny how Disney does business in China, the world's largest surveillance state, which uh, imprisons thousands of uh, Uyghur Muslims right now. It keeps them as political prisons. But don't worry about that. It has a one-child policy. But yeah, Disney, don't worry. Keep on filming in China, as uh, the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal pointed out today. Disney's culture war. Bob Iger, who's the CEO, doesn't help his company with boycott threats. Nice job, Disney, screwing it up for everyone. So again, ladies and gentlemen... Um, Spend your money wisely. And we find out Netflix as well, which, Paula, we have got to cancel. I can't stand these idiots at Netflix. I really can't. Netflix. I have Netflix. I'm not going to lie to you. We've got to cancel this garbage. Netflix does business in Egypt and in other places all over the world that have, you know, a pretty troubled history with human rights. But Netflix wants to boycott Georgia as well because they won't terminate lives in the wombs, in the uh, wombs of women. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Really, because I, 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 now I, when I, this is in my head, folks, bad. And I, I always in my show try to not waste your time. And I feel like I'm going on, on that. And my apologies. I'm just really PO'd about this because we're such a great country. And we used to have these safe, not safe spaces, but these safe kind of spheres where we could all go and enjoy ourselves. We go out to a restaurant, have a good meal without the owner. You know, someone ripping a MAGA hat off your head. We used to be able to watch a baseball game, a football game, watch a great series like Chernobyl and sit down and all be able to watch it. And enjoy. That's all gone now, folks. That's all gone. We live in a totally different world. This is the orange man bad world. We don't like Trump. So Trump, like Stephen King, has to be a part of every single component of our lives. It's at the point now where I kid you not, where I go to restaurants mm-hmm. and I'm genuinely afraid that someone's spitting in my food if they recognize it. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. It's why my wife and I only go to a couple places. Oh, that's dumb. No, it's not. I have friends who can tell you pretty horrible stories. All right, moving on. Speaking of bad decisions, uh, I have been all over fake libertarian Justin Amash, congressman from Michigan who is the first and thankfully only Republican who is calling for the impeachment of Donald Trump uh, in one of the most foolish moves I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, This guy's not a libertarian. I don't care. I I used to support him vocally. He had been a good warrior for liberty in the past. But as I've said with Mueller, your past history does not absolve you of your future mistakes, especially when your future mistakes, like the one Amash made calling for the impeachment of Trump, although he was targeted by the police state, is going to do such catastrophic damage to the liberty cause. Your past work goes out the window, and I'm sorry for that, and I'm sorry for, uh, this is the big apology show today, for having backed Amash in the past. It was a big mistake. I, I thought this guy was the real deal. He turned out to be the biggest phony of all. Now, it's been very isolated. I've actually been getting hundreds of emails from real libertarians saying, thank you for taking this guy on. I don't know what he's doing. I'm done with this guy. But once in a while, one or two, I again, if it were... If there were more, I tell you, I'm not here to kind of paint an unrosy or rosy picture of anything. One or two emails from libertarians saying, ah, you're off base, Dan. Amash is a great warrior for liberty. Well, um, I know him. I'm not going to say personally. I've run into him at a couple events. He was always nice to me. He's not like rude in person. I wouldn't suggest that. It's not a uh, personal thing. But one libertarian I do know quite well um, is Rand Paul. And Rand Paul, who no one with a sane straight face is going to attack Rand Paul's libertarian bona fides, right? Rand Paul was asked if he 
is going to support Justin Amash's move to impeach the president. And Paul, who's libertarian bona fides, again, are better than anyone. Uh, as the IJR reported, he doesn't see any other Republicans joining Amash on impeachment after this unlibertarian Russia probe. Here was Rand Paul on Fox News talking about exactly this. You know, as a libertarian Republican, I think the whole investigation sort of has an unlibertarian feel. You have intelligence community that has so much power that many libertarians, we've always said, gosh, this much power could be abused. And when I look at it, I see an abuse of power from Comey, from Clapper, from um, Brennan, from all of these guys who I think took this power that they had, this great power we entrusted with them to spy on foreigners, and they directed it against Americans for partisan reasons. So I think this has to be investigated. And I think it's wrong for any Republican to think, oh, gosh, this is a legitimate investigation. I think it's a very partisan investigation. You have, thank you. All right. Gosh, I knew I, I knew why I love this guy. You know, I, 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 Rand is always, always, and listen, there are some Trump people who get on me for supporting mm -hmm. Rand. I, I don't care. I don't worship politicians of any stripe. There's things I disagree with Rand on, too. But this is a principled guy who has been at the tip of the spear of the liberty movement for eons, telling you exactly what I've been saying on this show for days now. Amash is on the wrong side of this argument. Nobody is suggesting every single move Trump made in the investigation was, was terrifically thought out, okay? Mm -hmm. There were mistakes, of course. There were mistakes. The question is not, did Trump make a mistake in office when he was illegally spied on and unethically investigated, as Amash wants you to believe? Mm -hmm. That's not the question. The question, Joe, are, is, are those mistakes criminal activity? And the answer to any rational person is, of course not. Are you crazy? He talked about firing Don McGahn. Did he? No. Okay. So you're mad that he had a thought you didn't like? He talked about firing Bob Mueller. Did he? No, he didn't. So you're mad that Trump was upset he was being unethically investigated for a crime he didn't commit. Is Amash crazy? And I say to my libertarian listeners that are on Amash's side, I'm asking you to Matt Kibbe as well, who I respect a lot, mm -hmm. but I, I can't take it, support him. I don't... That in your triage of needs where you're going to dedicate your energy, you think it advances the cause of liberty and justice, real justice, not this fake social justice stuff. And adherent to a limited government and big individual God-given big R rights. You think you're advancing the cause of liberty by implicitly backing an unethical investigation into a president who you didn't like his thoughts during the investigation after the police state mechanisms we always feared would be abused were abused and spied on this president you're concerned more about the president's thoughts about it he was gonna fire him again he was gonna hold back documents by the way it doesn't even say that did he no he didn't hold mm -hmm. back any documents what i don't understand you're upset about the president being upset but you're not upset about the spying now i know i i, I, I can already predict your response well, Amash has always spoken out against police state. But this is the fight right here, ladies and gentlemen. This is the fight. How many times do I have to tell you about battlefield morality? Or with um, 
This writer for Human Events, Will, forgive me, I forget his last name. I think it's Chamberlain. He calls them wartime conservatives versus peacetime conservatives. Do you understand we're at battlefield morality now? We are in a fight for the future of this country with a bunch of socialists, police state tyrants, weaponizers of government, big government liberals, and bankruptcy specialists who are driving us off an, an economic cliff. And in that fight, this is an existential fight for the future of what this country means. You have chosen Justin Amash to dedicate your energy to impeaching a president, just to be clear, because you didn't like his thoughts about being investigated. Are you insane? And there are people defending him. Oh, he's principled. He's not principled. Hard pass, ladies and gentlemen. I've tweeted about Amash, how I thought he was terrific for liberty. I'm telling you, I think I donated to mm. him. I talked about him on the radio. I don't run from that. At the time, I meant it. But something happened. There's a break here. Something happened to this guy, and he's acting in the most unethical, immoral, anti-liberty manner I have seen. I've never seen a complete 180 like this in my life. It seems weird a little bit. A little? Mm -hmm. Thank God for Rand Paul speaking out against this. The very unlibertarian investigation. My gosh, Amash, I can't believe, I, I'm really stunned that sane people are defending this guy. You want to talk about a cult of personality. Mm. Do you so worship this guy like a golden calf, Amash, that you, 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 you can't see through what's going on here? You want to impeach the president? Are you nuts? Because you don't like the fact that he thought about firing the special, by the way, even if he fired the special counsel and McGahn, you, how do you impeach him? He can fire whoever he wants. He's the head of the executive branch. No, oh, but we don't like it. Oh, so now we're impeaching him because we don't like his personnel choices? Mm. Folks, I'm sorry. Again, you're welcome here on the show. But if you're supporting Amash, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't, with a straight face, figure out what you're missing here. We are in battlefield morality here. We are in an existential fight for the future of this country. You don't look at the guy next to you in the trenches and complain that he hasn't changed his underwear in three days as hot lead is coming your way. You really don't care. Now, in a cocktail party in D.C. during peacetime, not changing your underwear for three days, probably not a good idea. I haven't done that. Change him twice. Oh, <laughs> great. Just good. Thanks to Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're in the trenches, ladies and gentlemen, that probably gets looked over. And this is my problem with Amash. In his triage of needs in this trench fight, this existential fight for the future of the country, he has chosen to prioritize what? The guy who didn't change his underwear for three days, despite the fact that the enemy's bearing down on us. Unbelievable. Myopic, stupid, ignorant, misplaced. And frankly, when the only person supporting you out there 
are socialists, big government liberals, and media hacks, you would think Amas would figure out he's probably on the wrong side of it. Mm -hmm. But he hasn't, magically. He he keeps doubling and tripling down. All right, my mouth is going to water now talking about this ad, and I'm going to get hungry, and I don't like getting hungry before I go to the gym. Omaha (laughs) Steaks, I made my... uh, my, last time we, we were talking about this, Paula was like, I got to go get some food because she was so hungry after I read this because it's so good. Omaha steaks, they're chicken, they're burgers. Oh, succulent. They're so good. Oh, I'm not kidding. Their meat is just top notch. Listen, you're looking for an easy, affordable way to stock up for summer grilling as well as a great gift. Give the man in your life for Father's Day Omaha Steaks. It's America's original butcher, making special occasions easy since 1917. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time Father's Day offer. Get a load of this. To my listeners, go to omahasteaks.com and enter promo code Bongino in the search bar. For 74% off, 74% off the Father's Day Steak Fix gift package. It's a $235 value now for only $59.99. Come on, $59.99? You go to a mid-level steakhouse. That's like one steak. You'll get this. Two tender filet mignons, two bold top sirloins, two savory pork chops, Four Omaha Steaks burgers, the best in the business. Four massive gourmet jumbo franks. Four crispy chicken fried steaks. Paula, how much did you love the chicken fried steak? It was all beef meatballs. Delicious. I ate them all. Four premium chicken breasts, so moist. If you blacken them on top, you will never go. You'll never eat another chicken in your life. They're that good. Four caramel apple tartlets. My mother-in-law loves that. A packet of Omaha Steaks signature seasoning. It's delicious. And you'll get four. Four extra Omaha Steaks burgers. Give this amazing package as a gift for dad or stock up for incredible summer grilling at 70% off. Order now and get this exclusive Omaha Steaks Father's Day Steak Fix package valued at $235 for just $59.99. Just go to omahasteaks.com, type in Bongino into the search bar. Don't wait. The offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar to get your Father's Day Steak Fix package Today, now I'm hungry. I may have to delay the gym. I'm sorry. It happens. All right. Um, Again, I told you I had a lot to get through, so let's motor through these stories. I don't want to leave you for the week Mm. uh, without my opinion on certain news items. Big news yesterday coming out of the Trump campaign about the imposition of tariffs at our southern border with Mexico. Uh Trump made a bold announcement last night, as we see in the Wall Street Journal. Trump threatens tariffs on Mexican imports in response to the migrant surge. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, quickly on this story. I am obviously a free trader, unlike Justin Amash. I am a real libertarian who believes in liberty, economic, and and the like. But the situation at the southern border is untenable. Uh, We can't keep going like this. We effectively have no southern border. We have border patrol agents changing diapers. I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. I'm not trying to be funny. That's actually happening. We have a medical crisis at the border. People coming across who are ill, who need medical attention. We have children coming across in a dangerous trek across our border. It is entirely untenable. This cannot continue. The Mexican government, ladies and gentlemen, has done very little about this. I am a free trader. I always will be. I hate tariffs. But, and I know this is going to rankle some of my conservative friends, especially some people I know I respect that write at the Examiner and other places, but that's fine. I don't know what else to do. Again, stop pretending we're in some kind of peacetime morality here. Yeah. 
This is wartime morality. We are, this is, this is going to cause such a national security crisis at our border. 1% of the population of Guatemala has left to some of them illegally enter the United States. This cannot continue. There is no way it can continue like this. What other suggestion do you have? Well, we could build the wall. We're trying. The Democrats don't care. We could make people claim asylum from Mexico. We're trying that too. The courts keep getting in the way. What other choice are you giving the man? I think this is the right move. Let me take that back. Scratch that. It's not the right move. I think this is the less wrong move. Hmm. Because the right move is peacetime morality. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Like, oh, there's a right and a wrong Mm -hmm. here. There's not a right and a wrong. There's a wrong and a less wrong. Mm -hmm. There's the guy who didn't change his underwear in the trenches for three days, who should have. And then there's him taking it to the enemy to save your life. You don't worry about the less wrong changing in the underwear. He had to do something. What do you want him to do? Folks, it'll impact us. It'll impact me. It's going to impact business. What do you want him to do? What suggestion do you have? You want a suggestion for me? For a less, less wrong? I hate tariffs. This is going to be do a little bit of damage to our economy. In some sectors, it could be significant. I'm not naive about that. And I'm not here to sugarcoat it for you. You don't like it, Democrats and Rhino Republicans? I don't either. Do something. Go up on Capitol Hill. Pass a massive border control package. Build the wall. And do something about controlling illegal flows from Central and South America into the country. It's as simple as that. You can make these tariffs go away just like that. Mm -hmm. Cut a deal with the White House tomorrow. They won't do it, Joe, because they're total, complete cowards. All you want to do is complain about Trump. Tariffs suck. They do. Point stipulated. You are correct. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. What do you want them to do? Build a wall. We're not doing that. Make them claim asylum in the first country they land. Oh, we're not. Let's get the courts involved in that one. Mm. Travel ban from countries with a history of uh, terrorism. We're not doing that either. We're going to fight that in the courts. Okay, so you have you have no solutions. This is going to sting. But it's going to sting Mexico a lot more than it's going to sting us. They can help us here. There's a way to come into the country legally. We have a process for that. Process matters. We cannot maintain tens of thousands of people entering the country illegally. We have no idea who they are. It is a national security issue. It is a border issue. It is a sovereignty issue. It has to stop. So it it is the less wrong idea, but it's the only right one right now. And if you want to change it, Democrats and rhinos, then you go do something about it on Capitol Hill and finally cut a deal. But you won't. Because you're, candidly, you're useless. You are. You're totally, completely useless. It's pathetic. All right. I warned you a while ago about what I call liberal cannibalism. How identity politics, Joe. Remember this story? How it's inevitable. It's inevitable, yeah. 
So I'll leave you on kind of a good note on Friday. We've been a little bit of a Debbie Downer today. I don't like that. Uh, but I've warned you how identity politics, this liberal focus on the color of your skin, your national origin, your sex, whatever it may be, uh, how it inevitably is going to result, inevitably, excuse me, result in liberals eating themselves alive, how the movement had to be cannibalistic. And the example I used at the time was how the charter school movement in New York and the Success Academy, uh, um, uh, some of these uh, schools in New York, Bronx Science and others, not the Success Academy, how Asian families were upset that uh, socialist mayor Bill de Blasio of New York wanted to basically institute racial quotas. Now, why would Asian families be upset? Because a lot of Asian families were mm -hmm. getting their kids into these schools. Their kids had performed well. And a quota to increase the number of another racial minority over Asian Americans would decrease the number of Asian American slots in the same schools. So I'd said to you that identity politics is inherently by nature cannibalistic and it has no future. It'll eat itself alive. Just like the pro-abortion movement. The pro-abortion movement over time is a loser. It centers on death. That's what it. That, that's the whole focus of it. Right. Identity politics eventually will turn one minority group against the other as political interests change, which will eventually get them to realize that there's no future in this either. Having said that, interesting story I picked out of the Wall Street Journal today about single payer, the push for single payer in New York. Here we go. The cannibalism continues. Public unions, in other words, government worker unions versus single payer. Look who has doubts about government run health care by their editorial board today. Fascinating story. Hmm. How liberalism will eat itself alive. Why? What's going on here? Again, socialist uh, communist mayor Bill de Blasio, others in New York, other liberals, the state assembly and others. They would love to implement a single-payer, government-run health care plan for New York. In other words, you want health care in New York, you're going to go through the New York state government. That's how you're going to get your health care. Well, what happened there? Well, the traditional progressive interest group for single-payer health care wants single-payer health care. Why? Because they want better health care? No, no, no. Progressives and radical liberals want government-run health care because they crave. We haven't said this uh, in a while, Joe. Control. Yep. Control. They want control over there. They're not interested in better health care. They know government-run health care stinks. They just want to control you. And the best way to do it is to be able to control if you can live or die through your health care. So these radical progressives trying to push this in New York think they have a good opportunity to do it, even though it's failed in even liberal states like California and Vermont, who, who uh, liberals pushed for it there and it failed. Couldn't get it instituted. The public sector unions, including, as we see in the piece, the teachers union show, which are pretty radical themselves, <clears> are now saying, wait, 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 time out, T.O., baby, red flag on the field, let's go under the hood for review. From the piece, the New York State United Teachers also worried about retirees who have left the state and continue to receive subsidized union-run health benefits. In other words, you're paying for their health care. Unions, quote, don't want to give up what they fought so hard for and suddenly see their members either lose their coverage or lose it because their pensions aren't enough to stay here in the state, said State Senator Diane Savino, a former labor organizer. Hmm. I promise you, Diane Savino has never voted for a Republican or considered doing so at any point in her entire life. I don't know that. I'm taking a guess, but I'll bet I'm right. If she has, let me know. I'll correct it on the show. They are eating themselves alive, ladies and gentlemen. 
The identity politics focus of the Democrats will inevitably target Hispanics against black voters, against Asian voters as the interest groups of the time change because they're not all aligned. Minority voters are not robots. <gasps> Conservatives are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Liberals listening are like, they're not? No, they're not. Minority voters are moms, they're dads, they're soccer coaches, they're labor employees, they're teachers, they're architects, they're pilots, they're secret service agents, they're radio uh, sound production engineers, executive producers, husbands and wives. They have disparate sets of interests. When an Asian mom loses her kid's spot in an excellent New York City high school because the liberal mayor institutes racial uh, quotas in the system... All of a sudden, the interests of the Asian mom are may not be the same interests of a Hispanic uh, uh, or a mother who happens to be black. Mm -hmm. That's why identity politics has no future. Because you can't pit people against each other, given their racial characteristics. You can't. Their interests are not the same. That's inherently racist to insist their, their interests are the same. The melanin content of your skin doesn't control your neurons. People think differently. There's only a shocker to liberals. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not just that. Their financial interests are different as well. Uh -huh. You can't tell teachers unions in New York that have organized and told their members, we're going to give you taxpayer-funded health care for the rest of your life, and then say, oh, by the way, that same pot of money is going to be paid for taxpayer-funded health care for everybody else, too. The teachers all of a sudden are like, wait, 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 wait. I worked for that. You're going to give it to illegal immigrants in New York as well, potentially? Or people who never worked a day in their life? I'm not for that. Folks, the movement is inherently cannibalistic. Liberalism stinks because liberalism won't work because it can't work. The math doesn't work. The strategy doesn't work. The ideology doesn't work. It is a broken system. One more thought, and I'll leave you for the week. So New York State public unions, teachers unions, are, are bothered by this single-payer model? Yeah. Because their financial interests aren't the same? Oh, Joe, just wait <laughs> till you tell millions of seniors on Medicare who have had to pay these taxes their entire lives. That old Uncle Bernie's going to institute a single-payer system nationwide. It's going to cancel your Medicare. You think what's happening in New York State is ugly. Wait till you see the, the backlash to that one when you hoist that onto the back of America's senior, senior citizens. Hey, Medicare's broke. It's been a horribly designed program. Yeah. But you think there's a backlash now to changing Medicare? Wait till you tell them it's going to be canceled. And they're going to reinstitute you and push you into a government, exclusively government-run program. Good luck with that. All right, folks. Thanks again for another great week. I really appreciate it if you subscribe to our account, youtube.com slash Bongino. It's free on our YouTube account. You can watch the visual in the show. Uh, and if you subscribe on audio on podcasts as well, it's Google. you can subscribe on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. We really appreciate it. It helps us move up the charts. Thanks again for another great week. I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.